to Fit Fat Chat, that's fat with a PH, a real talk community podcast about body positivity, movement, mindfulness, and joy. Hosted by Ayana Parent of Be Free Coaching and Wellness, and me, Christy Ray of Zumba with Christy L. Ray. Welcome to episode three of Fit Fat Chat. Today we're going to discuss a lot of stuff. <laughs> We have a special guest interview from Ian Elmore Moore that'll be coming up. But before that, we have a bunch of other great stuff in this beautiful month of July. Happy Independence Day to everybody. We also have a real quick shout out to the newest member of the human race that we know of, Althea Fallon. Yes, we're so excited to welcome Althea into the world and into the Be Free staff, I think. I think she's going to go right into the staff. <laughs> also, probably my CSA staff, where both Katrina and Eric work for CSA, where I work. Yeah. So she's a lovely little package of beauty. Welcome to the world, little one. And big announcement. Be Free Coaching and Wellness just opened. That's right. Oh, it's my gosh. Studio. So the doors are open. <clears throat> it is at 2B Herald Street in Harwichport, right across from Shaw's, right near those go-karts there. Um, Big so, congratulations. All that happened so fast. So fast. So but fast. that's also where the a little more delay again on getting these, <laughs> getting these episodes, episodes out. Because she's basically moved her entire business and had a complete upheaval of everything. Yes, but we are open and... Um, it's a beautiful studio, featuring too. Featuring lots of classes. Lots um, of great teachers. Yep, I have... Getting involved, yeah. Yeah, we have like eight teachers. I'm on the sub list, so she, who knows? Yes, but we are, we are going to be doing a um, workshop in the fall that probably could become a series. I don't even know what she's talking about, but... Yeah. Doing a movement class for larger bodies. Oh, yes. And for people Perfect. that have difficulty with mobility. Nice. Yeah. But if this comes out before August 1st, please join us at the grand opening party, August 1st, 4.30 at Be Free Coaching and Wellness. Yeah, We'll have demos. We'll have free classes, passes, discounts on the retreat even, mm, food yeah. by Rory's Market, all kinds of fun stuff. Great. Awesome. This episode is going to be focusing a little bit around a musical theme. Speaking of music, it's story time. Story time. Story time. <laughs> Christy has a story that made me pretty upset and very angry. And it's good that she's like way more calm than me because I would have straight out punched a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would have knocked the motherfucker on his ass. But I, I appreciate how you handled the situation. Am I saying I handled it 100% great? No. No, but I the think fact you did. that I could even talk about it like is actually progress for me. So, basically, I went to a concert with a good friend, one of my favorite bands, and ironically, they have these songs that talk about empowering yourself. It's one of the reasons I love them. We were standing up to listen to the band and there's this drunk guy and his girlfriend behind us that didn't like that we were standing. Um, so they proceeded to call us names, including fat, lard ass. They were using all the schoolyard, like three-year-old things that you might say about somebody when you're ignorant and don't know any better. And we continued to stand the whole time. Basically, it brought me back to childhood days because this is nothing new to me. If you have an issue with weight in your life, people think they can comment on your body anytime they feel like it, which is just ridiculous. But when you grow up that way, you don't really necessarily know any differently. You internalize a lot of that stuff. 
Anyway, what I wanted to focus on was after the concert, because after the concert, people came up to us and we thought we were going to actually get more shit from people (laughs) because we were blocking their view potentially. But what actually happened is there was a younger girl there that was actually going through her own body positivity stuff and gets teased a lot. She then came back to thank us about standing up for the whole time. And several people made comments about that. So that part of it was the redeeming part for me. And both the woman and I who went to the concert, both of us felt good about the way it turned out, although we realized both of us would have crumbled when we were younger. But at this point in our lives, we, we don't really, I don't give any credence to what that person said other than they kind of ruined my experience um, mm. of the concert. But after the concert, it was at a casino and we were walking around and two other guys, as they were passing us, made a comment. I can't remember the exact word he said, but it was something about size. They kept walking and normally I would have kept walking. But instead, I turned around and I actually went right up to them and I said, excuse me, did you say something? And you should have seen the look on this guy's face. He was so scared. I think he thought he was going to beat him up. And I'm like, (laughs) seriously, the most peaceful person in the world. But I am fed up to above my head of people thinking that they can just make comments and think that they're cool. And this guy, it was like a dog putting his tail between his legs. Like he could not get away from me fast enough. He apologized. And at first tried to say he didn't say anything. And I was like, I I heard what you said. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really asking a question. Yeah. <laughs> I was just putting you on the spot. So I just have to say my goal this year has been to speak my truth. And that was an opportunity for me to do it. And I, of course, I have like a little post-traumatic stress from like how I have been treated in the past, but I feel so good about the fact that I feel like I can take action now. And like, I just wanted to bring up that story because if there's something in your life that you feel like you would like to say something like maybe just here and there, try that out because I just felt like I got my power back and that was cool. So here's what I think about that. Tell me what you think about that. (laughs) Aside from wanting to like punch people out. It's not always how I deal with things. People are going to be like, what kind of life coach are you? No, (laughs) she just beats people up. (laughs) No, but I do teach them to certainly activate their internal power. And like anger sometimes really is okay. Yeah. And the fact that other people feel like they can just say something that's going to be harmful to somebody else is beyond me. Yeah. But I love the fact that this whole notion of taking up space, whether it's emotionally, mentally, or physically is so powerful, right? So it's like, no, I'm going to still stand because I deserve to take up space in this world. I deserve to be seen. I deserve all the things that everybody else does. So dude, you can sit your ass down. Andy was drunk, so come on. Yeah, and you're right. Not to down people that are drunk. (laughs) It had my share of really fucking messy moments. Um, (laughs) But be a nice drunk if you're going to be drunk. But that concept of taking up space was something pretty revolutionary to me. Because I realized I've learned to shrink myself. Yeah. And because I am a large person already, like, it's hard to do that. So, I mean, even my posture, like, Mm -hmm. it it, it manifests in all sorts of ways. But, yeah, it was kind of nice to just be like, no, I this space is mine and I'm going to stand here and come what may. I'm not going to beat anybody up, but Ayana will do that for me. So it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I got your back, girl. I got your back. So if anybody as a listener has any stories like that, we would really love to hear from you. I don't know. Just share the stories because honestly, just speaking out about it too was very therapeutic for me. 
in the past, I would have just ruminated on that in my brain and let it affect me. And it doesn't because I let it out. I let it out of the space. It's not mine to own. Right. Um, and you stood your ground. Yeah. As you should. Speaking of, we have some awesome music that people sent us. Yeah. It was super body positive, motivating. Yeah. Like, Do you want to say your, your favorites first? Oh, um, what was the question? Sure. Like, we, <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> what, what was the question? Okay, so we put a question out there to list your three top songs. Some people did not quite put three, but we'll let that slide. But Or put more than three, you know. We love that you don't follow directions. It's we awesome. Do, yeah. because I don't follow rules very well, so I'm no. like, nobody does, and I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so the idea is I'm going to make a list uh, in the show notes, and you'll have a nice body-positive playlist, which I think is so great. Music is so powerful. Um, what you listen to can really make your day or bring you out of the slumps or give you motivation. So we were looking for artists and songs that had positive body vibes. So my top three that I'm picking, it was hard because a lot of you mentioned ones that I would have mentioned too. So good job on that. Um, So Missy Elliott, Lose Control. I love that one. one. So that one. I love her in general. Yeah. Missy Elliott just, we had to include her because she has a lot of really body positive stuff. Um, and she's been a, a big influence for me growing up. Like she was definitely a role model. And I use that in Zumba. There's another song I use in Zumba that I actually got from Ayana's classes. It's by Little Mix and it's called Wings. And almost everybody except for one person that I know doesn't like that song. Um, <laughs> and she always tells me don't play it. But anyway, uh, it's Amy. <laughs> But um, for everybody else, like when there's a certain part that comes on where we do some kicking and punching, so it's very empowering and people just get into it. And I just kind of like in my mind's eye, sit back and I make sure I look around the room and it's just a super empowering moment. So it talks about like the theme of being a butterfly and all that stuff. I'm such a sucker for that. So that's another one. And then there's a newer song that I just added to my playlist. I am so excited about it. It's called Let Me Do My Thing by Yacht Money. I don't even know. Um, Nobody's heard of them. (laughs) And I actually was listening to a different song and then that song came on. And it's this female song about basically get out of my way (laughs) Mm -hmm. and let me do my thing. And I just I love um, everything about it. And the choreography came out really strong. So, uh, yeah, those are my three. What are your top three? My three. three. So Sir Mix-A-Lot. Yeah, I like big butts. I mean, mean, that's that's got to be top. That's going to be top for me. That's like, I mean, a whole how could you not? You're you're singing about somebody's large butt the whole time. Pretty revolutionary. Everybody knows. Yeah. yeah, 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 I love it. So you I like met- how he challenges like beauty magazines. Yeah, that too. Like that was yeah, awesome. and that's like yeah. so long ago. Yeah, it's great. Um, respect Aretha Franklin. So you mentioned that, and I was oh, like, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. How yep. does not anybody put that in? Um, okay, and this song "Chunky" by Bruno Mars. <laughs> Chrissy's okay. laughing because she's seen me dance to it because <laughs> Melinda <laughs> at my studio does this amazing routine. And I like can't get enough of that song. Like, I'm just like, I can't even stop my body from moving. All right. Because I'm like just so into moving and jumping around saying like chunky. I think that's just so brilliant and great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the lyrics are like sort of around like being an independent woman and paying your own rent and all this stuff. But like then he throws in the chunky. I was like, what? Yeah. Bruno. Oh, I love it. Those are mine. Some of those songs, they also have a sense of humor to them, which I like as well. It's just 
like not taking yourself so seriously, but yeah. Yeah. And then you guys tossed us some doozies, which I loved. But, you know, um, it was hard to pick. It was hard. I know I'm struggling here. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was it was great. There was so many good ones. If we had to narrow it down, um, one of the ones that caught our attention (laughs) right away was Nicole Lynch. She just blew our minds. She said the Hokey Pokey song. (laughs) You know, I'm thinking of as an adult what I think are body positive songs. But if you think about it as a child, teaching it at a young age is such a like important thing. She's like, you're going to laugh. But seriously, the Hokey Pokey, everyone can do it. There is zero body part description at all. Everyone's parts are in it. No judgment, no personal preferences. At a very young age, we're learning to move, and it's supposed to be fun. And that's why I love it. That was awesome. I love it. Yeah. I've never really thought of it that way, but let's all do the freaking hokey pokey, oh, man. And, and turn yourself around. <laughs> that's what yeah, it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I love it. I know. That was cracking me up. I loved it. Yeah. Shit. Win. Somebody needs to do like our updated rap version of the hokey pokey, and I'll put it in my oh, Zumba yes. class. Like, we'll do the freaking hokey. There's got to be one. So the second person we picked is Julie Kenny Mayette. The top song we picked out of that list was Megan Trainor's I Love Me. Awesome song. And it might be that I'm a little little prejudiced, biased about the uh, Megan Trainor thing. I think it's going like an obsession for Chrissy now. (laughs) I'm pretty much obsessed with Megan Trainor. Yeah. Um, So that song, I hadn't even heard that one. So now I'm even more of a fan. The lyrics to that are great. So check that song out. And then the third person that we picked. Talia. Talia. She's a teacher at Be Free too. Nice. Yeah. Her, she posted a ton of them. Oh, okay. She posted like four Actually, of them. we need to mention all those. Yeah. Yeah. So the ones that she posted were incredible. NDRE was one. Yep. The video one, which that's like a really an awesome song. It's just like so young back then, but it was great. All right. And our favorite girl. The song is called Video. video. I know. I was So confused. don't get confused on that. We thought it was the video. <laughs> I'm like, what's the name of the song? I know. It's embarrassing, guys. I know the song very well. But I was like, what's the name of the song? I know. Embarrassing. Video. Um, Lizzo. Lizzo. Juice. Juice. That's her big hit right now. And okay, so I post about Lizzo all the time in the Fit Fat Chat, just her videos, because I'm sorry, that woman breaks down her body in ways that I have never seen. And it's incredible. And she's large and big and motherfucking in charge. Holy (laughs) shit. Where did Lizzo come from? Like, she's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. She definitely takes it to another level. (laughs) Absolutely. It's hard to even like describe. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But Juice is amazing. That song is like totally my theme of the summer. So love it. There's also another song that she mentioned was Free Your Mind by En Vogue. That's going a little old school. She's dating herself there. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that song. That's a great song. En Vogue. Oh my God. Whatever happened to them? They need to make a reunion. I know. Absolutely. And then Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah, that got mentioned twice. I'm Every Woman. That's obviously a great song. Taking it back to the old school. So thank you so much, everybody, for that input. Were there any other songs we wanted to mention that was just going to get honorable mention? I know that Amy mentioned Joan Jett. She's a super um, Oh, yeah. Amy had a bunch of good ones, too. Positive one. Uh, My husband mentioned Pink. And, you know, Pink's got, like, a ton of amazing, really body positive songs. Yeah. And Love Yourself. He put Pink fucking perfect, which is great. But she's got, speaking just of genre, of just an incredible 
Yeah. Self positive. There almost is not a sign. I know. I'm like, that's why I'm like, I couldn't even. I'm like, yeah, duh, of course, Pink. Yeah, Pink definitely gets a mention. He also mentioned one of my favorite bands, Safety Suit. They have a song called Annie. Yeah, I don't even know. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Ayana doesn't know. It's a, but it's like, it's a, I I couldn't believe he mentioned it because I didn't think anybody knows Safety Suit, but he went up a cool notch in my. Look at my husband going a cool notch on Christy's (laughs) notch belt. Who knew? (laughs) Yes. So thanks everybody for your input. We'll put together that list and you can be jamming all summer to that. So here we are into our body positive statements. Oh, yeah. This is the fun part. Then we'll get to Ian Elmore, more, more. Elmore, more, more. Elmore, more, more. So, yeah, we like to ask you guys and us, because it's so important to name out loud what we love about our bodies, because that's a struggle sometimes. Take a moment to think and get inside the body. What would you say? What would you say right now, wherever you are? You driving? You in your car? You eating some snacks? You in your kitchen cleaning? (laughs) I know. A lot of people are like, I was cleaning and I was listening and it was so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Christy, what is yours? Oh, I get to go first. Huh? I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. oh, what? Nothing. I just remembered, oh. I remembered what it was. I got okay. excited. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. The other day I was wearing this shirt and I was like looking in the mirror and I was like, damn, I got a nice rack. if i had to say one thing that is a little positive about whatever i was genetically blessed with (laughs) that would probably be it i got got some nice cleavage (gasps) you really do um and we we were talking about doing this as a topless podcast at one point so (laughs) just now the visuals are just getting out there out there so you don't know what i look like but well i'm gonna tell you so she's wearing a v-neck shirt that says strong (laughs) empowered and inspired yeah yeah and you can see her cleavage so i'm gonna (laughs) testify that she's got a nice rack (laughs) we just got a whole lot more men listeners right oh yeah that's what what am i talking about and women yeah the the hidden i just brought the whole sexuality on another level that's what i'm gonna say yes Oh, oh my god it's so uncomfortable for me to say these things by the way so just it know i'm really, going really awkward out, way out of my comfort zone um this is something i might have like thought in my mind but never thought i would say out loud but here it is out in the I universe <laughs> i like it oh geez i have employees that are going to be listening to this gonna be like get that visual out of my head it's art man it's all it's art. art that's podcast right. is about art it's about speaking your oh, truth God. it's about being authentic yeah and it's about changing the world by being brave so you were just very brave yes then. okay so good for you yeah yeah so any other people that love their back just please let me know because i don't want to be alone in this <laughs> oh god <laughs> So I'm just gonna take it off the <laughs> the nipple tip for a second. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. All right. Oh, <laughs> Don't this... edit that out. All right. I'm gonna have to go with my arms and my shoulders. <laughs> it's so boring. Boring. <laughs> um. Keep yeah. Bringing it back to G level. I know. I was actually really blessed with um 
really ripped arms, genetically speaking. Like you were um, born with ripped arms. Well, I <laughs> Come still. On. I, it's a natural. You were lifting weights in the womb. I might have been. I actually might have been. Now that I think about it. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just a muscle that develops easily for me. For women, yeah. that's not usually true. Like usually it's yeah. their legs and stuff. Yeah. So, but I also did gymnastics as a teenager, so that also helps. Oh, yeah. A lot of it was shoulders and muscles. Um, but yeah, no matter what I do, that my upper body develops very quickly. So we're keeping it all upper body. I know today. <laughs> all upper body. So yeah, my arms are pretty ripped right now, which I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I can also punch people out. That's the other reason why I look in the mirror and I'm like, all right, not only do my arms look ripped, but I could use them. <laughs> right. Like I'm pretty strong. Yeah. I, I like can't... it. Not because the way it looks more because it represents that I have upper body strength. Strength. Yeah. yeah. Which is like most, I like that most men have that and that's a quality that I have that not a lot of women do. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, women. I know there's women out there that do. Yeah. Um, it would take me forever to develop my arms at this point because I just don't have that. That's but, not true. Yeah. No, it would take me a while. I'm not ripping myself. I think I was I'm telling you, fine, I will work with yeah. the push-up business. That's my whole Ooh, thing. Push-ups are hard, though. <laughs> I know. Really and everyone who takes my classes, are because I talk about this all the time, the stupid on your knees, calling, calling it a girly push-up. Oh, my God. It's not that women don't have upper body strength necessarily it's that right. for years we've taught them to do them on your knees so you can do a quote girly push-up you can train your mm. body to do anything anything right so here's your challenge ladies Ooh. freaking teach yourself how to do five push-ups if push-ups are super hard for you just off your knees it's totally doable so don't start with your knees, you're saying? No, no. Okay. God, no. Never start with but your knees. But how do you start, like, okay, for somebody like me who can't not do a push-up, I'm not, I, up until now, I couldn't do a push-up. How would I start the process? Right. You do it like you would start anything else. Well, I'd have to work with you and show you to get you in the right form. Yeah. So that's like 99% of the problem is people don't know the form. So it makes it Agreed. super hard and it feels like you can't. So you can stack your body in a way that your shoulders are in a position to hold you better. Yeah. Right. So it is like, going to be hard. Would you just start by doing a plank or something? Yeah. And like you trying would get to in a plank that? position and lowering down yeah. and then coming back up. Yeah. But then you would start with like one really good push up. Right. So you yeah. like train your body to get one. The rep. And then you rep. go to two and then you go to three and then you practice that. Right. Yeah. Until you feel comfortable and you add on. Just like anything else in life. But don't drop your fucking knees because it's, quote, girly. Because <laughs> that's like the most chauvinistic thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Fuck that. Get off your knees. I mean, So vote. that's not a modification? I thought that was an acceptable modification. Not it's in not. my book. No. Okay. No. Nope, no, not, not in my book. We're striking it. No, Bam. we're taking it out. <laughs> Done. Yeah, why? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk about Ian. Ian Elmore Moore. We just like to say his name, Ian Elmore Moore. <laughs> And you will find out why in the interview, yes. actually. And I like to rap his name sometimes. Elmore Moore. Yeah. More, more. But he's got a cool story. Actually, yeah. We'll let him tell it because it's really cool. Yeah. But where did he come out of? Did he just fly he out of the out universe? He came out of I mean, sort of. Basically? This is how it happened. I was trying to manifest David Goggins for <laughs> the retreat. And that didn't happen. But you never know. Yes. Um, it didn't, yeah, happen, it didn't yet. happen yet. Yeah. He might not be for this year. Could be yeah. for next year. You never know. So I was talking to his people and it just wasn't going to happen. And they're still so super nice to me because I still check in and I'm like, hey, is he free now? <laughs> is he free now? And they still are like, Ayana, you are crazy. 
<laughs> They're super nice to me. They always respond. Anyway, so I started writing down characteristics of somebody that was similar to him. Because he's like super hardcore. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. But I also want people not yeah. to He scares me a little. Afraid. He scares me a little. <laughs> I want somebody to like speak that's challenging, but not. He's, yeah. he's got certainly one way of, of thinking of things and doing things. Yeah. So um, I was just doing some research and this guy, Ian Elmore, just kept popping up on my Facebook and other ways. And I was so I started reading about him and I was like, oh, my gosh, like he would be a great speaker. He's a yogi. He's really clear on like creating mindset, on creating dreams. He worked with youth, created his own program, built stuff from scratch. I just love that he's a black man doing yoga too. I thought that was pretty dynamic and cool. So I got him on the phone and we just had this amazing conversation and he was all in about the retreat. So uh, we're like, let's have him on the podcast, see what he's got, see what he's about. We had a great interview with him. So we hope you enjoy listening. Ian L. More and more. Welcome, Ian. We are excited to have you on the Fit Fat Chat. How are you doing excited today? Excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. It's a gorgeous day. I'm all the way in Atlanta, Georgia, but I'm happy to be involved in this call. Nice. I believe Ayana and Ian have connected somehow. What's all that about? I mean, I'll say my piece. I believe it was on social media. It was. This year was a big year for me. I, I was always kind of low key with the services I was providing. And um, this year, 2019, my motto has been uh, sell yourself or sell yourself short. Mm. I, I just started posting posting, posting and connecting and, uh, and people are emailing or reaching out. I always responded back. And I said, man, we got so much things in common so that we need to work together. We need to partner together. And uh, I'm excited to be free, right? Or going to the, the retreat on, uh, on October 5th. I'm excited about it. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And I think what happened was your page kept popping up. And I know that, that it just does because of all the, you know, you can sponsor and all that. But finally, I was like, all right, this is too much. The universe is talking to me. I'm going to call this guy up. And the second I had a conversation with him, he just started talking about being a manifester. And um, I call him now Manifestation Nation Ian. And, um, yeah, so that's how we became connected. So speaking of which, I know, Ian, you do like mindfulness and yoga stuff. So our lives are actually pretty similar because I worked with youth for a very long time in schools. And then we kind of went different roles. You went the nonprofit route. And then I went right into building my company in my 40s and or now. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday. Whatever. Never too late to start. Now, not how. Right. Now, not how. Okay, he's got so much. I love it. So, yeah, so I'm for profit now, and then we'll have like a nonprofit element coming down the road. But you kind of went back and did your whole thing for nonprofit, and then your company now, I'm assuming, is for profit to help with the nonprofit piece. So, can you just kind of maybe go back and tell us how that all came about? And then we'll talk a little bit more about the mindfulness and the youth, but maybe just sort of how that grew. Gotcha. I'm from uh, North New Jersey, so I'm from a real urban area, um, hard hitting city, blue collar type of place a lot of poverty a lot of crime uh, when I was coming up in a single parent household and um, I just I just survived I just made it out and my mother was really on me to get an education even though you know I, I was always kind of playing around and messing around and getting in little trouble I kind of avoided the, the criminal justice system well, not kind of I did avoid the criminal justice system and I was able to get a good education I went to Morehouse College and when I was in Atlanta Georgia I realized the same gangs that were around when I was in middle school and high school in York, New Jersey, were starting to appear in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And I said, man, I got I, I know these gangs. Like, I know the original founders 
of some of these oh, wow. criminal street gangs that are out in Atlanta because they formulated in New York, New Jersey area. And I was like, if anybody can connect to the youth in Atlanta, it would be me. Mm -hmm. So I started just volunteering at the Fulton County Juvenile Courthouse. And I volunteered until I created my own program called the Noble Truth Project. And in 2013, it started. And I was So you were, you were 21 when you started that? Yes, I was 21 when That's I started insane. it. That's insane, Ian. I was probably like <laughs> 19 so when I started volunteering and putting together the proposals, but I got the tax-exempt status. That's a long process, by the way. If anybody wants to start a nonprofit, I am definitely your guy because now I know 1023s and 990s and boards and <laughs> oh, great, eating minutes and all that stuff. For non Nonprofits are very, very intricate. hard to start up and keep uh, going uh, efficiently. Yes. But yep. yeah, in 21, I got the tax-exempt status. Yeah, and uh, we, we hit the ground running, you know, got some federal grants got some local grants, got some private foundations, and got some sponsorships. And we started working with the youth, and um, we did it every Saturday, volunteering our time to work with the youth. Can you tell us about what the mission of the Noble Truth Project is? Yeah, so the original mission for the nonprofit was mindfulness and compassion for adjudicated adolescents. Now it's it's a coaching and consulting company that specializes in mindfulness and leadership development. So I basically took the same curriculum that I was applying to the kids, and we had such good standards or such good recidivism rate. 83% never came back into the criminal justice system, which I'm completely happy about. And I just decided, hey, you know, instead of just taking this one curriculum and using it to at-risk youth or adjudicate adolescents, I'm going to use that same curriculum for everybody. Because mm -hmm. I think mindfulness and leadership and compassion mm. can be taught to not only youth, but to adults. Because I was dealing with their parents. I was dealing with their teachers. I was dealing with their probation officers, even the judges. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking to myself, everybody needs this curriculum. Because some of the youth I was working with would tell me their teachers don't know how to control their emotions correctly. Or they need to take yoga. And I I was like, you know what? You guys are right. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you guys are the knuckleheads in the classroom. <laughs> that's out of school. But sometimes us as adults, because of their previous behavior, even yeah. if they made substantial growth or substantial change, sometimes my kids will continue to get in trouble because the adults had labeled them and things of that nature. So I said mindfulness and compassion and leadership uh. could be taught across the board. And then I didn't have to apply for grants. That's my, my main thing. I was like, I, I, you know, all these grants and stipulations and I said the nonprofit world is great. I said there's a lot more money that we can generate if we, we change ourselves to a coaching and consulting company. Yeah, I agree. That's why I started Be Free. Absolutely. Coaching, just, yeah. yeah, as a business. People need help. It's not right. just the, the youth. The youth need it because, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, they're youth. So they definitely need some help and mentorship. There are hundreds, right? Even I get coached. There's hundreds, millions of adults that need support systems too. Because life is life. It doesn't get easier. Once you get older, we no. that when you're young, you need a mentor and all that stuff. It's really hard during adolescence. It gets harder when you get older. Like, it there's really so much does. more responsibility and things of that nature. So I just want to assist people. I just want to help yeah. people live their highest potential. You know, I, I want to tell people, encourage people that they can do all things. Yeah. Just the same way I was telling the kids who got in trouble that no matter if you have this on your record or whatnot, or you're coming out of poverty, you could still do it whatever you want to do. And I'm just saying that same message to everybody else. Like, get up, get out, let's do it. You can do it. You can do it right now, right? You started a business, you were a little bit older than me when you started your business, but you started it. Oh, yeah. People, right? And your same population to be like, no, oh, I'm too, I can't do it. I'm this, I'm that. You know, I'll just wait. Da, da. No, like, it's always now. Right. Exactly. It's not like, don't worry about the how you're going to do it or 
when it's going to happen. Just put the pen to the paper, right? Start brainstorming and, and start moving. Put your, your hands and your feet in motion and get it done. I just want to encourage anybody like you guys can get we can get so much done so much done oh my god look what we just manifested together watch <laughs> watch what happens after this conversation um, oh yeah oh yeah i'm a little scared <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this ian because every time i open no, my don't mouth be no i'm not <laughs> Not in a bad way. It's We're just once joking. I open my mouth, something comes out that then I have to follow through on, and then it, it just ends up being bigger and not small. Who told me the other day, like, every time you manifest something, it's not small. I know I'm like, just this no. how I think. Because once you, once you get an idea, right, it, it got to express and expand itself. Right. Yeah. It starts to grow. Like I thought, I thought Noble Truth Project was just a mentoring diversion program, and now it's growing to a coaching and consulting. I, I wasn't even a certified yoga instructor. I was contracting yoga instructors to come out and teach the youth, and I realized they weren't doing it right. I realized that they weren't tapping into the youth <laughs> like I could. So I said, "Let me get certified," nice. and I ended up getting hmm. certified, and now I'm teaching yoga four or five times a week. You know, your ideas just express and expand and stuff. They just yeah. get bigger and bigger. Do you um do you run up to any barriers as being a black man teaching yoga? Absolutely. Talk about a that. Absolutely. I'm so fascinated by that because um I bring this it's up. It's not every... so many like in your face barriers. I know. But you, Those, you definitely the other ones are the worst. Yeah, the other ones are the worst because right being a yoga instructor and being in the yoga world, there's two types of yoga teachers, right? There's some yoga teachers who are very concrete. They're very into postures. They're very into, like, positions have to be a certain way. They're all about alignment. Alignment. Right? Yeah, ass. yeah, they're all about alignment. <laughs> but they're missing the part of the compassion and the mindfulness, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of different yoga studios that I've attended, I noticed just their body language wasn't right. It wasn't the right studio for me. You don't have to say anything if you're truly mindful and you're truly paying attention to the people you're around. You kind of pick up on the energy. Right. You kind of pick up on how they're telling you to get into the postures or they try to say, oh, this is an advanced yoga class. And I don't tell them, like, I'm certified. Let's go. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not walk in here. Like, come on, we can do crow. We can do whatever you right. want to do. I'm, yeah. I'm with it. Crow it out, baby. I'm with it. But, uh, you, and I still do. I get that. Like, oh, you're in this class? Like, you sure you want to be in here? Or you get that body language that kind of says, mm -hmm. you know, it's not an unwelcoming one, but it's like, you know, a little bit apprehensive and things of that nature. That's why I, I got to control my body language. That's what mm -hmm. I, I taught my kids to the program is like, people are going to look at you how they look at you. It's how you respond. You can't control what other people are going to do to you, other people are going to say, or how other people are going to perceive you, right? But you can control from that point on. You can control, right? I always go in there with a smile or something and just like, hey, that's okay. And I let it go. Even though some people in my past, right? I used to like, I used to blow up for stuff like that. Yeah. I used to make it a bigger deal than when it needed to be. You kill them right. with a smile. You kill them with your kindness. You go extra with it. I, was, I just get more enthusiasm because I see that they're, they're nervous or they're apprehensive or they're scared. So I hit them with so much enthusiasm, so much light, so much positivity. Where at the end of the class, they're like, oh, wow, that was great, man. You yeah. got to come back. And their whole perception of me changed because of what I did. In yoga, I always lead my meditation through the five senses. And I tell uh, mm -hmm. my clients or other people that are in my studios that you can only control your body. Exactly. Yeah, you, when you're meditating, when you're still, you right, don't move. Because the one thing you can control is you. You can't control if there's a sound or if a door opens during meditation or if this happens during meditation. But you can control how you respond to it and if you're going to respond to it. And I think that's the power of mindfulness. It really is. Because it gives us so much control over our own lives. Right? We, we 
our job might be not going right, our boss is angry at us, our spouse is bad, but we have the ability to control our responses. We have the ability to be aware. When that thought hits our brain, there's a time limit before we move or we say something. So that key part is where breathing takes place. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of, you know, I breathe. Or at Bad Boys too, they do woosah. They woosah <laughs> before they say something bad. Yeah. But before they do something, they're mindful of their body language. And uh, I'm encouraging all African-American men to do yoga. I do classes all the time called Real Men Do Yoga. Yeah, you and, do. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I I'm love it. I love like, that about you. It's so, love so Love your body. Great. Like, I don't care what, you know, we'll, it's a beginner level class. I tell them, I pay attention to my audience. If we're not at these types of positions, then we're going to, it's not about the alignment or positions. It's really about knowing that you have control over your mind and you have control over your body. That's why. I use yoga for it's a tool to teach people about mindfulness period it's not a it's not you know the health and the wellness comes with it but if you can just sit down and breathe and you're in control of your breath to me you had an excellent day in my yoga studio I'm happy for you because you got a skill set that's going to serve you for the rest of your life yeah can I ask how you were introduced to yoga? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, good, good. So Morehouse College, I had to graduate, and I, I was missing credits for uh, physical education. And at Morehouse, you can only get, like, one credit per PE. But I needed two, and it was my last semester. So Morehouse is an all-male school, but right next door, we have Spelman, we have Clark. Spelman's all-girls. And they were offering a PE class for two credits in yoga at Spelman. So you know what I did? I had to. I said, I'm going to go cross-register and go to Spelman College. You're like, I want to go check out the ladies doing yoga. Is that what happened, Ian? I'll be honest with you. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) This is amazing. This is senior year. This is how things happen. It was an advanced class. It was like a 201. It wasn't the 101. So I I walked in there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to. Can I take the yoga class? I need two credits to graduate. You're and, smart. And, and she was like, yeah, you can come on, but I got to warn you, it's a 202. It's not a, it's not a 101. It's not a beginner level. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, no, you're like, really? I was like, yeah, all right. I got I you. Got I, this. Play, I just walked in there. I was like, I play football. You know, this is, this is come on, 201. It doesn't matter. It's yoga. I walked in there. <laughs> and I thought, I, I lie to you not, I thought it was going to be like an easy thing. And the the ladies in that room were so good. They were so serious, right? They were kind of in that alignment type of yoga. They were on it where I kind of had to get on it. I couldn't, you know, play around in that class. Like I was going to look crazy if I played around. So I, I really got a hold of it. And um, it really introduced me to yoga. That's why I put it into the Noble True Project. I was writing the business or the proposal for the diversion program at the same time, like my senior year was happening in college. So I said I had to incorporate it because it, it, it was it was amazing. I never really sat down and meditated before. I tell people all the time, most people, before I started doing yoga, the only time I would meditate and visualize on my future is on my birthday when I was a young person, I got a cake and they <laughs> told me to close my eyes make a wish and blow out the candle. That's the only time I would ever visualize my future. Wow. Or like what I wanted, my desires, my dreams. That's the only time that I was meditating, going within to figure out what I wanted in my future. I would would get the little cupcake or something, (laughs) close my eyes and just blow it out. Make a wish, right? Think about what you want. And I realized in yoga, we were doing it every class. And it was amazing because not only were we doing it, it was coming true. Like I would say, I, I got to, you know, pass this history test next week because I got to graduate. So I would see myself in the classroom taking the test. And literally two days later, I would actually take the test and it would go, it would be like a deja vu type of moment. 
And that's when I realized the benefit, the power of yoga and mindfulness and meditation. Because, you know, a lot of people, they don't see their future. They don't close their eyes and really imagine their future. They only do this between the ages of one to ten when they get their birthday cake. (laughs) Yoga introduces to you like a lifestyle of doing that. And I think that's very important. What I love about that is but what you're basically saying is that was sort of an accident. It was or sort of a happenstance thing that sort actually Sort of like, I'm going to go check life. out the ladies yeah. <laughs> over yeah. there doing yoga. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I think, I think that's yeah, important. That, you know, that's it's, a, it's mysterious. You know, I don't believe in... Uh, accidents yeah Uh, you know it might appear to be an accident but these things that we try that are out of our comfort zone can sometimes change our lives well people told me yeah a lot of my friends used to tell me when i was doing it they were like like they they didn't even have the confidence in themselves to even do that like Mm -hmm. even if they had to graduate and check out the lady they were like nah man i ain't gonna do that and i was like i was the only guy in the class you know my my self-esteem at that time was really high anyway too so it was just it was all about timing because I had to have the right type of vibration, the right type of self-esteem to even walk into Spelman knowing it's going to be a yoga class. You know, even though, you know, I'm trying to be a jock or something, pick yeah. up on the ladies. It still takes a, a lot of self-esteem to, to walk in there with all ladies doing yoga and you're the only guy. I feel like a lot of our listeners, well, including myself, I'm a Zumba instructor, but I wouldn't have even gone to a Zumba class if I wasn't. There was a time where I wasn't in that self-esteem like you're talking about place where I could even go to that. But there was some point where I just said, screw what other people think. I want to do this for myself. And that's a powerful thing. And it ties into something. So in terms of like our overall mission with Fit Fat Chat is to connect to body image, but just self-image in general. So I love that you're speaking to that. When working with your youth or your coaching, how major of a thing is that? What, how, and that, how do you approach everything. it? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm challenging people. That's what I'm inspiring people to go within and to see their true self. That's it. Because once you can unlock that, what's preventing you from accomplishing your goals or accomplishing whatever you want to, or whatever your desires are, you, you can do it. You have to, number one, got to believe, right? I, I said, well, technically it's number two because you got to see it first. You got to close your eyes and see you can yes. go to the gym all day, right? If mm-hmm. you, and you can play around these weights. I see people in my gym all the time. They've been there for two, three years. But <laughs> they go there every day. You know, they go there every day, but they haven't made a mind-body connection. Right. And until you have a oh. mind-body connection, you have to experience it. you got to be fully there. And when you're fully there, you know, the results come. It's because you believe in it. you got to see it. you got to believe in yourself. All of these things are encompassed into your experience. And until you're fully there, until you're fully aware, fully mindful, truly experiencing, no change is going to occur. So I tell people in all my workshops and classes, I need you to, to experience this. That's why I do the meditation at the end or the beginning of a workshop, seminar, or yoga classes. That's the key component. That's all you need to be successful. Because once you have that, your belief in yourself is going to skyrocket. Because you're going to see little results and that's going to pump you up. And to do more, like I said, once you get that idea, it's going to just build. It's going to grow on its own. And eventually you're going to get the results you desire. And that's what I love to teach. I'm giving you guys all the jewels, all the noble truths today. <laughs> but, uh, We're getting the mic drop it's, it's, of the noble truths. Yeah, it's the noble truth. I love to teach people that we, at one point, human beings could not fly, right? We still can't. We, we can't physically fly. We're not gifted like that. We don't have 
the physical capability to fly. But somebody somewhere saw a bird flying in the sky and said, I want to do that. They said, I want to fly in the sky like a bird. And they utilized their mind and they invented things like planes, helicopters, spaceships. Like, think about it. At one point, we couldn't fly at all. Now we are flying faster, longer, traveling more distance than any bird in the world, right? We can't swim like a dolphin, but we created submarines. So it goes to show you that physically, we might not be as gifted, but mentally, oh my God, there's there's no ceiling. We're not we're not strong. We can't beat a physical bear. Like I can't beat up a bear. And I, I believe in animal <laughs> I don't rights. Know. And I kind of think but... I could. I could. I don't know. Oh, wow. You could, Ayanna? I think I might be able to. Stop it. Okay. You gotta tell the noble truth. Be careful what you manifest. I know. Oh, God. (laughs) You gotta tell the noble truth. I believe in telling the noble truth. If a bear was here, I'm running, okay? You can do what you want to do. You can fight. Ian, I am gone. I don't know. Maybe maybe at the retreat, we can introduce a bear and see how it goes. I hope we don't see any bears. (laughs) We won't. It's at a camp, but I don't think there's any bears there. Okay, okay. So another question for you. What? So you talk about self-esteem. Like your self-esteem was really high in college. It and, wasn't always. Okay. So what? I'm wondering, when did that shift happen? Because a lot of our listeners are coming from a place of looking for healing from places where they're hurting and particularly related to, to body image and their ability in the world related yeah. to that. So I don't know if you could speak yeah. a little bit about, even if it has to do with race, because I know, again, a lot of our listeners are similar yoga people that are dealing with, you know, either studios or being in studios that are uncomfortable because they don't feel like the cult- it's culturally sensitive to either people of color or larger bodies. But maybe if you could talk a little bit about how your self-esteem sort of evolved to get so confident. Yeah, yeah. And I think we suppress that a lot. We tell people don't you know, don't be too confident in yourself. You, you got to be humble. And I truly am humble. I believe in being humble. But I, I found out who I was. Um, and that's key. I'm not Ian Moore. Uh, that's my name. I'm not an African-American man. Right. That's just a demographic thing. That's not who I am. I have to identify myself from what I truly am and doing yoga and things of that nature. It connected me to a higher plane. It's like I'm a spiritual being. Like that, that's my understanding. My understanding of myself is I'm a spiritual being. I'm a divine creature. Like, love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. A lot of people, right. I tell, I tell people all the time, my mother and dad probably, you know, had intercourse hundreds of times and they only had two children. You know, they only had two children. So we, we, just, I'm sorry, we just love that you dropped intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to be real. Bad. We are like, so <laughs> we're like, yes, this he's got a head. Yes. I don't know. But he brought then, it in. But then he said parents. And then I was like, oh, oh that's not sorry. as exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, to be yeah. nice to my parents. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, they've been divorced and stuff like that. But anyway, okay. you know, it's just like, you <laughs> so know, but people up. do it all the time, right? They do. <laughs> all the time but when a baby comes it's it's like immaculate it's so it's special like the fact that you're here is a blessing in its own every person that's alive right now i'm telling you any listener right now you are a blessing there was something spiritual that had to take place. it's something else that has to happen for you to be here so you have to have that understanding that you are connected to this spiritual world that you yourself are a spiritual being so you can't operate from the physical plane and as soon as you don't operate from the physical plane, you operate at a higher level as mm. a spiritual being. And you walk, you talk, you move, you interact as such. And all you have to understand that all these other things are man-made. 
these are names, these are symbols, these are signs and symbols to to identify something divine. Yeah. At one point, there was no color green. People just looked at plants and said, we're going to call it green, or we're going to call this person black. If, you know, we're going to say this is a male, we're going to say it's a female. But if you go back to the root, to the root, to the root, it's just spiritual things. It's just everything's amazing. And I think so so much of our society moves so fast that we don't realize that everything around us is amazing. But at the end of the day, when you start living and breathing as a spiritual being, living in a spiritual world, your self-esteem should increase because you know that everything negative that people are saying is man-made. It's not It's not really real. It's right. just an illusion. It's just a symbol. It's just a, a name. It doesn't define who you really are. Who you really are is infinite. It's yeah. infinite. You can't put a name on it. You can't put a name on your power. Then my last point is you got to go through a challenge. Mm. You gotta, you gotta challenge yourself. A lot of times, people's self-esteem is there because they don't accept the challenge. You gotta take on challenges. You're never gonna grow unless you are faced with an obstacle or faced with a challenge. True. You gotta overcome things to grow. It could be the smallest thing is I'm gonna go to the gym and, and you know push. My, I'm gonna run a mile today. I never ran a mile in my life, right? Yo, so mile is really long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, technically in real life, I do run miles. But I'm saying, like, somebody, I, at one point I didn't. I was scared. I was like, man, it's a mile, man. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, I, I got asthma. I don't know if yeah. I can do it, da-da-da. But you got to like do mountain. it. Yep. You got to have some type of idea. Like, I'm a spiritual being. Nothing is not bad going to happen. You got to operate in faith always and, and challenge yourself because you'll be as amazed that you overcame that one obstacle. Once you do that, Appreciate your accomplishment. Appreciate all the little things you do, and you're going to grow and grow to a point where you can run a 5K, or you can run a 10K, or you can run a 13, 1.5, or you can run a 26, 2. I'm not at that point yet. But anyway, <laughs> you, you just got to, once you, once you get over that first hurdle, you know, challenge yourself to go to the next hurdle, and then challenge yourself to go to the next hurdle. And you'll be amazed what you can do in a year by just saying, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself, and your self esteem is going to grow out of each challenge you do. And even if you're not successful in your challenge, you still did it. You still did it. So continue to do it. Always have perseverance. You don't lose, right? You just learn how to do it better. So if you if you want to run a mile today, you say, you know, this guy on the radio said, you know, I'm going to run a mile, so I'm going to try it. And you only got up to 0. .50? Well, that's the highest you might have ever gotten. So go ahead tomorrow, do it again. And you might get to 0.6. And then you do it over the weekend. You might get to 0.75. But by this time next week, you'll measure yourself. You'll be like, I'm at a mile. Just because you didn't reach your goal doesn't mean you're not going to get there. That's the whole purpose of having a goal. You're, there's no purpose in living unless you have goals that you're trying to obtain. <laughs> You've got to have goals to set for yourself so that every day is meaningful. True that. And that's true what that. I look to do. Christy has a question for you. Yeah. She's dying to know. Well, I didn't really know your background as much. So I just read your name, Ian Elmore Moore. You went to Morehouse. <laughs> College. There's a lot of more in there. What more do you have more, for more, us, more, Ian? More. My high school is Morristown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets crazy. It gets crazy. I think the the universe is telling you something about more. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got this uh, this online class starting soon. It's called Think and Grow More. It's out of the book Think and Grow Rich. But just think and oh, grow yeah. more. I just want people to do more. Like we can do yes. more, man. Let's go. But let's how did going. your name get like that? Okay, so my mother's maiden name is Elmore, and my dad's name is Moore. Oh. My grandfather was like my my guy. He was like my best mentor um, growing up because again, I came from a single parent household, so I lived with my mom. And then sometimes financially, we would go through things that I was. We would live at my grandparents' house, right? Yeah. And he was like the only guy. He had we had all. I have all aunts. I don't have any uncles on my mom's side, so it was kind of me and him were the only guys. 
he wanted me to go to school and college and stuff. He didn't get the opportunity to go to college. I went to Morehouse. He passed away before I graduated. And I said, you know mm-hmm. what? Um, he didn't get the opportunity to go uh, because of, you know, Jim Crow laws, things of that nature. So I said, mm-hmm. I want him to be a part of this degree. So I, uh, I changed my name legally so my, you know, I can have Elmore, you know, upon my graduation. So cool. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And they, cool. let, they let me do it. Morehouse was tripping at first, but then I had to do it legally. <laughs> they told me I had to do it legally. So I did it legally so it can be on my uh, degree. But it's cool because there's like a there's like a, a, a guitarist named Ian Moore or something. He's a good guitarist. So he's pretty good. But uh, his name is Ian Moore. So I was like, you know what? Ian Elmore Moore is just, you know, a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Him, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a hashtag, like, hashtag, give me more or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we were you trying know? to come <laughs> up with one that was like, hashtag, yeah, yeah, I bring more. Play, I don't know. I because we were, like, playing with it. Yeah. And then we were rapping your name. <laughs> We might have a little. I gotta play the board thing though. It is good, yeah. (laughs) Some people just are blessed with that. I didn't know if it was like actually something you, some people change their names and you have, you actually, it's a combination of having what you came from and what you became. Elmore, my dad's name, last name is Moore. So it it really did work out. It's really unique. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, we have a couple more things to do before we end. So somewhere you talk about freedom begins uh, with forgiveness. Absolutely. And so at the retreat, um, there's actually a woman, she's an incredible psychic healer um, and psychic medium, and she's going to do a workshop around that. And I just met with her yesterday and had an incredible session around some family stuff that I was dealing with. And she helped me to put some of that into perspective. It's hard when, you know, you go through difficult things with family members and you can't just coach it out. (laughs) You kind of, because it's, you know, it's your own life and... Um, she helped me see some past in terms of how forgiveness is really, which I had already known, obviously, and I coach people in it every day. Um, but sometimes, like you said, you have your own coach, and you need people to turn it around on yourself, um, really about how forgiveness is the path to freedom. So I was wondering if you could just shine a little light on that. Yeah, um, man, in order to really be free, you, you, you can't have any negativity in your heart. Um, you have to remove it. And the way you remove it is to forgive. And it's twofold, right? Number one, you have to forgive people who've done you wrong. You just have to forgive them. Um, meaning that maybe you need to take the initial step and give them a phone call or send them a text message and say, you know what, I forgive you. So when you meet that person in passing, you act as if it, it did not happen. You just say, hey, hey, how you doing? You look at them the same way you did before that incident or that issue occurred. And that might be challenging, but once you do it, you realize you're not coming in there with a grudge. There's so many people who just, you know, they interact with people. They see somebody, they're automatically like tense up. They're like, oh, I can't speak to this person. But think how much energy that takes Mm -hmm. to walk around. And when you see like a family member, you say, oh, I can't speak to that person. That takes a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of attention to do that. And and if you're really going to be operating from the high frequency that you can, living your best life, you, you have to forgive other people no matter what they've done to you. Because you, again, you have the ability to respond. You, you, have, you have the power to change. You can't change what they do, mm-hmm. but you can change how you, what you do and how you respond to what they do. Um, it works twofold, though. Number two is whoever you did wrong, you need to, number one, ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You need to go out your way and say, hey, I know I did you wrong. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. Now, here's the kicker. Here goes the kicker. This is the next part and the key part. So what I'm saying to you that forgiveness equals freedom is that if they don't accept your forgiveness, 
if they don't accept your apology, yeah, you go up to them, I apologize, I'm sincerely sorry, I hope we can be friends again, and they have every right to say, no, I'm not talking to you anymore. You need to be okay with it and forgive yourself. You gotta, you gotta forgive yourself. You gotta yeah. say, I did what I could. I went right. to that person, exactly. I said I'm sorry, I put it all on the line, I tried to make amends, they didn't accept it, but I'm good. If I run into that mm-hmm. person again, I'm going to treat them with the same respect and energy as if we were friends. They have to now walk around with that over their head that they're not going to be operating out of love or not going to operate out of positivity. But yeah. that's on them. That's yeah. not from me. So number one, forgive somebody who done something wrong to you. Once you forgive them, man, you're going to get so much power. Think about like Dr. Martin Luther King. Think about you know all these great leaders. Gandhi, they they just forgave. Mm. Number two, you if you did somebody wrong, you got to ask for forgiveness. Got to, you have to, because you're holding on to something. Just ask for forgiveness, but be mindful that they might not accept it. You know, there are a couple people it's okay that if I have <laughs> asked for forgiveness from, and they have not accepted it. They were just like, nah, you know, yeah. uh, I can't get, yeah, you, know, you did me wrong, right. and you know. From that point on, I'd say, you know what? I got to forgive myself. I got to let it go. I got to let it go. I did what I did. I apologize for what I did. I tried to make amends. They don't accept it. That's not on me. That's not on me at that point. I'm going to live free. If I interact with them, I'm going to be happy to see them again. Hey, what's up? And hope that we can rekindle. I'm not going to stop attempting to, you know, get their forgiveness or things of that nature. But I made that attempt. And as soon as I made that attempt, I felt free. I yeah, felt yeah. free. I said, you know what? I did my part. They didn't accept it, but I did my part. I'm good in my own spirit, my own consciousness. I'm free again. And that's what I'm really getting at is you internally have to feel like you did the right thing. A lot of people who are in, you know, these bad moods or have grudges, or you, you, you have to be good within yourself. No matter if they accept your apology or not, once you're good and you feel like you did right, or you tried, you, you attempted to, you did everything you could to make it right. At that point, man, the weight is lifted off your shoulder. You're just like, I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. <laughs> they're no they're on their own journey. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, in terms of forgiving family, I just want to get back to that because. <laughs> for, it's not easy. No, it, not, not only is it not easy, but I there's a distinction, I think, between forgiving and allowing things to continue um, to affect you and being oh, yeah. connected. Oh, yeah. no, a big so I think people hear, I got to forgive this horrible behavior that happened to me and then keep interacting with these people and keep, what is, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, that's, that's different. If it's not helping you grow, you got to let it go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Boom. You grow, Thank you. You got to get rid of it. You got to, <laughs> you know, you know, Thank you forgive them, da, 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 but you might not associate with them anymore. You know, you associate with them from a distance. It's not like you're you're, you're going out your way not to interact. Mm-hmm. If they're around you, know, you're cordial, da, da, but you don't engage. Mm-hmm. I don't engage in certain conversations with certain people because I know their vibration is negative. Right. I know no matter what I do or say, they're going to go to a negative place. So I don't even entertain that because there's just certain people like, you know, we live in a universe that has universal laws and it has laws of polarity. So there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. Right. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we understand that, we recognize that we just have to remove all the negative from us. Um, it can't be a, it's a com- competing commitment. You can't, you know, and I'm not saying you let this person completely go because, you know, 10 years, five years, two years, or maybe next year, the relationship might change. But if you know it's hurting you, if it's causing you some pain, you need to remove it. You, you absolutely need to remove it. You need to remove it out of love for yourself. 
Right. Thank you very much. That's exactly yeah. what I did. Out there's of not, love there's for nothing myself. wrong with that. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you know, they'll come back. You'll still have a relationship. It's just not as sure. strong as it once was. Yeah. And, and that's, can, that's yeah. fine. The stuff happens in seasons all the time. You know, it ebbs and flows. It'll come back around. Da, da, da. It's not, I don't believe relationships ever. You shouldn't burn bridges. No. But uh, if it's causing you pain, if it's causing you worry, if it's causing you stress, get away. Mm. Get away now. Get away for love. Of yourself, yeah, for, <laughs> for yourself, not for them. Da da da. They might really, you know. Some, some people call on me all the time. Like, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do this? Some of my mentees that I've worked with in my general program, it's, it got to the point where I, I'd, I'd say, no, I can't. I can't. I, can't, I technically can, but no, because it's affecting my well-being. Now. Yeah, and yes. I cannot have an external force interrupt my internal. I can't do that. I'm in control of me. So yeah. if it's not serving me, it's not helping me grow, I have no problem being like, no. Um, and you need to feel empowered to do that. Yes. But again, it goes back to that original thing. When you know your purpose and you know your spiritual being, you should have no problem fighting off evil. Not, I mean, we're not trying to fight, but we do have to defend ourselves from evil out here. We, we have to. We have to. So I, I'm a spiritual being and I stand for positivity. So when negativity approaches me, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm positive. I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting rid of it. We, we got we to gotta combat it because that's what our spirit is telling us to do. And it's still being a positive person. I don't believe it's being a negative person at all. Uh, just understand when, when the enemy or the evil approaches you, you need to fight. And yeah. you can be positive as you want. It doesn't have to be fighting in terms of physical, but there's a fight that's going to ensue. And you need to be prepared for battle. You know, I believe that Dr. King and Gandhi, the people that I named previously, they're positive as heck, but they were fighting. Don't get it. Don't don't misunderstand what they were doing. That's they true. were in a mood, mm-hmm. but they were in a war, but they mm-hmm. were in a war of nonviolence. But they understood at some point, you know, I'm, I, I'm in a war. I'm just fighting nonviolently and I'm doing things to provoke this war. I'm not sitting back. I'm marching, even though they tell me I'm breaking the law. I'm doing I'm fighting. Okay, and you can you can fight in peace. You can fight in love. You can fight in positivity. Love it. Oh my God, you're so good. Yeah, to me, it speaks to empowerment, setting boundaries, teaching people how to treat you um, is actually honoring yourself and them in the long run. Um, But that's a that's a journey. That is a journey. Yeah, that is a very intimate journey on the love self tip that is i coach people all the time and i tell people you know at the end of our coaching session this is a you and you deal right. i can give you all the advice all the uplifting all the empowerment but at the end of the day you have to do something with it it's you right. and you it's an internal thing and i'll be yeah. your coach i'll help you through it but these are sometimes some conversations some type of things that you're going to have to go through through yourself you're going to have to go internal to find the answers and find your solutions yeah but i'll help you along that way but i can't get you completely over that hump without you putting forth your own effort your own energy you going inward it's a you and you deal absolutely chris do you want to do the body positive question and then i'll do my big 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 announcement oh okay (laughs) that involves ian (laughs) So promoting the body positive stuff and especially with mindfulness and movement and your yoga yogi and everything, 
um, we ask we ask ourselves and all of our guests, but uh, what do you love most about your body? And have you thought about that? Like, yeah, my mind is crazy, but you're, and you, uh, you, can, sorry, you don't we, have we to just, keep it PG either. But yeah, whatever. I mean, whoa, wait. <laughs> no, I, Never mind. No, do what you honestly, want. Honestly, after thinking about the question, I, I love my brain. I really uh, do. I love, I love my brain. That's, that's a good the, one. The best part about my body is that I have the ability to think for myself, and that allows me to do everything else. Love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one. So here's a big announcement. Dun, dun, dun. For all you fabulous <laughs> listeners are out there please. that are coming to the retreat, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be pretty amazing. So the program will be out for the retreat shortly of who's speaking when, of what workshops are coming out when, um, and the agenda. So I was in the car the other day. All my epiphanies usually come when I'm driving the car for some crazy reason. And I was like, you know what? We should do live coaching. And I was just picturing myself and Ian after both of us speak and tell our stories and tell our truth and help bring people to the authenticity of them, that we can give them a chance to actually ask us questions on that day and we can coach them live on the spot. So yeah, I texted Ian and I said, you down? And he said, I am. So I was like, yes, we're going to do it. So right before we break for lunch, Christy, I think, may be coming around with the mic and a few other people that's going to be helping out. Um, And people can ask questions on the spot. And really tough questions that people are struggling with and want to, shall I say, brilliant minds. (laughs) I give (laughs) some perspective on healing and love and kindness about how to possibly shift that for themselves. So I'm so excited that I had that thought and that that is now part of the retreat um, and that's going to be incorporated into the day. So thank you, Ian, for saying yes and for being a part of all of this. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for inviting me and everything. I'm excited. Yeah. I've enjoyed being on this uh, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how can people find you on the social medias and yeah, um, thank everything? You. Yeah, social media at Noble Truth Project. So N-O-B-L-E-T-R-U-T-H-P-R-O-J-E-C-T. That's the same on the website. So www.noble-truth-project.com. You can type in Google Ian Elmore Moore because nobody else has that name. E L M O R E hyphen M O O R E N L one more. Love it. And they can find me at the retreat. They need to buy their yes. tickets. Yeah, they need to buy their free <laughs> tickets. Yes. Yep. There you go. If it's you tickets. want more of this. If you want more more. <laughs> come on. Well, come right. on, buy your tickets. Anything else, Ian, you want to share? Yeah. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank Everybody you. just be safe, be well. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Absolutely. And that was the interview with Ian Elmore Moore. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks Thanks. for listening. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We are Fit Fat Chat. It's F-I-T-P-H-A-T-C-H-A-T. We are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor Music as our main places. But you can find us anywhere. So check us out. Interact with us as much as you can. And also we have an email, which is fitfatchat, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. So feel free to contact us anytime. All right. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and light. Live fit, fat, and free. P H A T C H.
try that again. <laughs> this this episode is the tits, man. <laughs> That's totally getting edited out. Well, um, but yeah, so. We, and the the idea is to for you guys. I'm gonna make a list uh, in the show notes, and you'll have a nice bozzy bozzy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Take two on that. <laughs> the un, uh, I'll do some research. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there is. Yeah, <laughs> Julie Kenny. Yeah, let me say that over. Why his name is Elmore Moore? Elmore Moore? He talks about it. And we don't need to talk about, about it because he talks don't. about it. <laughs> I just was wondering. We just. <laughs> Psych! Just kidding. Cut. I forgot what else we uh, I don't say. know. What do I say? Live fit, fat, and free. And That's free. No, you say oh. <laughs> Live. Name that tune. <laughs> it's so I was about to beatbox and you just Oh no, it's okay. Okay. I can't I can't really beatbox. Ian L. More more. More more. More more. Went to more house. Look at all the mores. More. I want more. Yeah. And we are fit fat chat Pete. Whoa. Okay, whoa. If you want to reach us on... <laughs> okay, we are recording today with Elmore, Elmore, more, more, more. And, and, Elmore, more, more, what? Elmore, more, more, what? Elmore, more, more, woo, woo.